0: Up Network is an ever-growing group of independent beer podcasts dedicated to providing insight into our local craft beer communities. As podcasters, we understand the struggles of reaching a wider audience. And that's the wider audience that goes beyond family and friends. So we look for everybody out there. And with that network of listeners and supporters that the Up Network provides, um, we uh, we are able to reach that wider audience. And we are so happy to be working with them. You can listen to the Buffalo Brews podcast right on their website at HoppedUpNetwork.com and uh, i am just going to say it cuz i already tempted i was going to say it and, ladies and gentlemen start your engines um, <laughs> let's go so
1: yeah it's a it's a good uh good way to start this one off because if uh you know our last episode was the middle of the road we're we're definitely going to start um, taking the high road and you know revving those engines because we are going to dive in to the uh, the good old imperial stout um actually this one is marketed and labeled as uh, russian imperial stout funny thing with the uh russian invasion of ukraine a lot of people started Ooh. to uh yeah shy away from referring to their beers as the russian imperial stouts um funny thing um if you know a pizza plant out on transit they're You know, some of the OGs in Buffalo for the, you know, craft beer game. But each year they do the Russian Invasion, which is just, you know, the tap takeover of Russian Imperial Stout. just Imperial Stout. So Russian Imperial Stout is uh, synonymous with Imperial Stout, um, but they changed it to, um, I think, Stout Invasion or something. It just was not... uh, you know, and the Russian invasion at that time was just not the best way to market it. So they they changed it up for that year, even though it's been going on for a very long time. But yeah, Russian Imperial Stout, we can just, just, you know, Imperial Stout, we'll kind of just say from the beginning. Touched upon this, I think, in the first uh, episode of this series, but we'll we'll dive back into it. You know, why is it called the Russian Imperial Stout? Why Imperial Stout? Well, Imperial has kind of been. I mean, there's Imperial Cream Ales now, Imperial Lagers, Imperial basically took the uh it's the adjective that describes a higher abv or a uh, a much more intense version of a style right so a double ipa is sometimes referred to or you know synonymous with imperial ipa imperial stouts instead of saying double stout um it it all kind of came from this style where you know uh the popularity of porters then became the popularity of stouts and then The exporting, that's, you know, the previous episode we had a foreign export stout or an export stout. We are, are having beers that are spending time in transit, right? So, what do you need to ensure? Good beer because you still have a brand attached to your beverage. So when it lands where it's supposed to land and hits the hand and mouth of the people that you want it to, it's got to be what you want it to be. So the brewer keeps that in mind. And when they were shipping this stuff to the Baltic states, as we uh, previously talked about, and then the the Russian uh, court with uh, i think Catherine the Great, uh, she keeps coming yeah, to Peter, mind. Peter
0: the Great is it Peter the Great? Peter the Great. Okay,
1: uh, yeah. Thank you. I, I just, I knew there was a great in there, but they were they were asking um, for this because, you know, we're going to start drinking this 12% stout. We're, we're bordering on wine here. You know, there's a lot of wines in the, the 11.5% to 12.5% range. And then you've got your, you know, heavy. California cabs that you know hit fifteen percent. So I mean, we're we're kind of in that more decadent, more regal. Mm-hmm. And when you're you're having royalty request this, that's kind of where imperial came from. And you needed to have higher ABV because it's a preservative to make the the voyage. And then you also uh, with that wanted to add more hops. Mm-hmm. And if you add more hops for the the preservation preservative aspect, you need to balance that with you know a, a more malt and a little bit more sweeter so overall it just kind of just gets you know keeps getting beefed up right like talk about those uh you know funny how it comes full circle but start your engines. you know you get the the people that are in their cars if you if you get a bigger motor you you end up oh well we got to add this to the car we got to add that you got to <laughs> that you got to keep balancing it out right you don't just um you go all in on one aspect you kind of keep uh keep building it till it, it just looks like wow that's a muscle car mm-hmm. and and this is a muscle beer this is uh and and which beer are we actually drinking this is actually a brower or the brewery it's a poland it's a polish beer it is combs k-o-m-e-s it is from the brewery or brower uh fortuna and uh fortuna has different brands of beer so it's America, we don't really have too many, you know, it's people usually have like a portfolio of beer, but basically, this is one brewery where, you know, they have different lines or different brands. And this is Combs is their, their line of beers that they really want to like, Showcase the craft of their brewing. These are beers that are going to be aged, that are much more nuanced, that are more decadent, that have a lot more going into them. And one thing I like about them is they're very reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like... On the back, you have, you know, how long it's been aged and how long they suggest you can age it. And they talk about, you know, what ends up happening after you uh, age it for X amount of months. So, you know, even on the back, it's talking about how you can store this up for three years and what you can expect. So, you know, it just has that um, vibe about it that, you know, lets you know you're having something a little bit, a little bit more sit back, relax, and enjoy a little less... All right, you know how do I get as much of this into me as possible and yeah. and jump through a table? Um, but you know, a few of these and you'll be jumping through, you know, <laughs> a few of these and you'll you'll be... be running through the wall.
0: That's right, <laughs> right.
1: So as we take a sip, wow, I'm gonna do my old bring it up to the light. Yeah. <laughs> this one we get to the light and it kind of stays opaque. Yep. Um, there, there. You know, it starts off it's black. Um, one of the things I did with this beer, two things That's about hearty. this beer is, uh, yeah, <laughs> wow. It, um, I took it out uh, before we were going to drink it, so Ooh. it can come up in temperature a little bit, and then before we even started recording, I poured the beer because um, the more surface area, you have the bottle itself is kind of cold and keeps temperature a little bit. So I wanted to get it into our room temperature glasses, so the temperature could, um, you know, rise a little bit. You know, we talked about in previous episodes, you know, ideal temperatures, stouts, especially these um, high ABV ones, they tend to have more nuanced uh, aromas, flavors, all sorts of um, fun little things that start to creep out when you hit that 50, 55 degree mark versus um, drinking it ice cold. When you have something that's cold and, you know, most uh, refrigerators at bars are set at like 38, 40 degrees. Almost numbs your taste buds, right? It's it's too cold. Um, It ends up being super refreshing because you know hot day, cold beverage. You know that's kind of the idea. However, when you're drinking a light lager, you know it's it's a few uh, a few shades away from drinking water. So the idea is refreshment, not uh, complexity. You're not aging a light lager, and this guy here is meant to be enjoyed over duration and. You know, gets Long better with duration. time. Oh yes, these twelve percenters. These also come. I think there's a half milliliter or a half liter bottle. So a sixteen point nine. It's always interesting because they look so much bigger
0: than a sixteen ounce can. They but do it really? It's do. not
1: even an, an ounce bigger. It's only 0.9 it, of an ounce larger. Because it, it's
0: sitting next to a sixteen right now, and you know you've got that. That, that comparison you don't lose too much mm-hmm. when it starts to uh, um, taper when it, yeah when it
1: when it comes down to the uh the volume that it can hold it's it's a little deceptive right it's, yeah. it's much taller but that tapering of the neck and the bottle yeah. definitely uh, hides a few ounces. There. Flavor
0: across the tongue, as opposed to like lingering in the back, like a lot of stouts do. Mm-hmm. This 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 covers the tongue side to side. Yeah, it
1: hits you, and you're 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 tasting a lot as soon as it hits the lips. It's all flavor. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's well really when we good. you know we, we looked at it. This thing is opaque black. A little, you know, you you could pick up on a little of a you know reddish dark dark brown hues. But it's a black beer. Um, The Mm -hmm. other thing, when we poured it and you made note of it, uh, basically no head. Like a little head started when, you know, basically it hits the bottom of the glass and kind of kicks back up. It'll agitate a little. But alcohol really kind of kills foam. Yep. Um, uh, You know, we're barely getting started, so I'm not going to go crazy about beer foam and beer head. (laughs) But, you know, basically what happens is there's proteins in beer and those uh, proteins kind of get trapped amongst carbonation and... They'll end up floating and creating a nice head. Uh, But something with the alcohol, I'm just going to say something because I don't know the exact scientific (laughs) aspect of it, but it uh, deters that. So a lot of times on these high ABVs, they'll just, they pour and they kind of pour like wine, you know. You're just pouring into a glass. Some good dark fruit flavors in this. Oh, yeah. Very, very much so. So when I smell this one. I mean, alcohol does kind of have a scent to it, right? It, it's got that, um, you know, I don't want to say rubbing alcohol because that has like a negative connotation. But there's not much that we smell outside of like spirits that have alcohol aromas. So this to me has that kind of, you know, it's not stinging, stinging the nostrils as um, uh, some high high ABV spirits do. But you kind of get that little bit of, all right. There's alcohol in this drink, isn't there? <laughs> uh, and yes, there is. There's 12% in this beer. So we did a uh, 4.5% so. in our first episode. Uh, we jumped to that extra, or that foreign stout at 75 Now, you know, we're we're almost triple of where we started at 12%. So on the nose, I do get, like, almost like some candied dark fruit notes. Um, and that candied kind of carries through. When you drink this, you know, it, it, it does have this sweet, not like a... Uh, overly sweet but like i said if you have high abv it's because you have a lot um you know we talked a lot about this with the belgian episodes but you have a higher gravity in the beer which means more uh, fermentable sugar in the liquid to start with and that will then add to a sweeter flavor and depending on how much the yeast um you know Eats up to make alcohol. It's called you know basically attenuation. How much is attenuated out? You, you're left with a uh, a sweeter beer because you needed a lot of a lot of fermentable sugar to start with, and you end up with some you know sweet sweet liquid, and you have the uh, <laughs> dark roasted malts to balance that, and then that high ABV kind of blends in, makes it this boozy concoction of. Uh, you know, just an overall evening kind of sipper. And, you know, people tell me that, oh, I only like to drink dark beers during the winter and this, that, the other. And, you know, to each his own. I look right. at people, I'm like, do you only drink coffee one time a year? Do you only drink red wine one time a year? It's more of a what am I eating or what time of day? So I'm, a, you know, at night, it's not often, you know, at night I'm like, oh, I could just really use a nice, crisp, light lager to sit down by the fire, you know, <laughs> it's like, I want something with a little, little tooth to it. Mm-hmm. I want something that forces me to sip it, you know, cause I'm bad. You know, my wife would be the first to tell you, I, I gulp. And my, my beverage, if I'm drinking water, it's, it's for volume. I'm like, I need to get my eight glasses of water in like now. (laughs) So I'm just drinking, you know, 24 ounces of water at a time. And it lasts like eight seconds. This is, this is a beverage that you're sipping. And uh, when you do start, you know, we were just talking about aromas. When you, you, you take a few sips, um, it has that thicker mouthfeel. That's what comes with some residual sugar. Mm Got that, that that first initial kind of hit to me is because it's not overly roasty in coffee. No. It, it This one, like the uh, foreign stout, kind of gives me that little bit of like a licorice chicory kind of like, you know, almost herbal vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but very heavy, sweet, kind of like if you had like, you know, sweetened black co- coffee because it's got some roasty notes, but... You know, the most coffee-forward so far, I feel, was that Irish stout that we started with. That one just tasted like a cup of joe, where, you know, these ones, a lot of sweetness. Uh, This one, not as acidic as that foreign stout. Almost like a dark
0: chocolate as opposed to a... Yeah, that, like, bittersweet kind of chocolate. Yeah, like cacao or something like that. Mm
1: -hmm. And um, you you said it earlier, too, the dark fruits. Um, This kind of, I get a little, like, fig... Plum, but once once you get like that high ABV and high alcohol, and then these beers in the the Combs brand, they're already aged for a little bit, and then you can keep aging them. When you age, uh, you're, you're looking for something with higher ABV, so this is a perfect candidate for that. But those fruits and those kind of notes of flavor, just think about how that actual fruit would age over time, right? So if you had a plum it's going to start tasting more like a prune. If you have a grape, it's more raisin. And if you have, um, you know, apricots, it becomes like a dried apricot. Pineapple notes become more of that dried pineapple. So to me, this has those dark fruit flavors, but more of like the dehydrated, dried, you know, more of like um, like figgy, pruney, raisiny, just all of those like dark you know not not quite molassesy sugar type deal, but just darker sugars, right like this isn't white sugar this is definitely your your brown sugar kind of you molasses know, molassesy type of
0: sweetness mm-hmm. you yeah, know you're talking about um um was it uh, the pronunciation is Brower, Brower Fortuna? that's how
1: I'm gonna pronounce it yeah. however, um you know, I can be correct but yeah Brower fortuna um. You know, I'm I'm just I'm just an Italian, and uh, we over-pronunciate everything, every single one of our vowels. So when I, I
0: read, um, and I'm not Italian, then that's why we say Italian. There you go, <laughs> there you go. Uh, but you were saying there were different components too. Uh, so you you have Combs. Um, there was uh, uh, Mer- uh, marischlaw is that uh, yeah. one, one, of the yep. well? one of the divisions as well? And then actually, Fortuna is one of their. There's other like Fortuna,
1: divisions. and then I think there's like Fortunas. Like I think there's two versions of, mm-hmm. you know, their namesake um, Fortuna. I think there's like that's more of their like lighter and their their lagers and pilsners, and then you get into Fortunas,
0: like there's the mm-hmm. S on it. You know, obviously over pronunciation, and, and and obviously like in Polish beer. Not to go on to a whole tangent about Polish beer, but. No, so we're, we're just barely we're getting started, yeah, right? <laughs> so like Mirischlaw was the original like style of Polish beer, and then of course when we get to like Dingus Day, we we uh, what's the one that starts with a Z that we always Zytek or Zy,
1: Zy, 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 Zywick or Zywick? Uh, it's like Z Y. Yeah, yeah.
0: I cut my. I remember cutting Zywicky my teeth on it. Yeah. I went to my one and only Dingus Zytec, Day yeah. event, which I was didn't know that they could party like that, but that's yeah. fantastic. Um,
1: I mean, we are in Buffalo here. We're like the, I think, uh, outside of Poland, we're the biggest dingus day celebrators. Like
0: it's fine. It's, uh, you know, any reason to drink in Buffalo. There you go. You know, there's Christmas. We drink. It's St. Patrick's day. We drink. It's dingus day. We drink. It's Tuesday. We drink. There you go. We
1: drink. (laughs) And that's, I, I, I have a bunch of Polish friends and, and they are very proud of their, their, I won't. Say alcoholism, but their their habits for drinking. And uh, when I sit down, and I'm just at the you know the dark haired Italian guy at the table, they try to you know see if they can drink me on the table. But I always I always hold my own. I don't uh, <laughs> I don't ever want to end up through the table. But I know
0: when to say yeah. no. But um, my 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 Polish friends they do like to they like a tipple. And one of they're one of the original still and that still use open fermentation. They don't do the old. You know, tube into the water bucket like we commonly see when it comes to fermentation. They still have the open top fats.
1: Yep, they're um, doing. They're that's why this Combs brand in their line of uh, beers, it's it's more about the craft. This okay. is like, hey, we're we're brewing something that should be, um, you know, savored. And they also they're all bottle conditioned, I believe, which means instead of uh, force carbonating, there's just still some viable yeast in the in the beer when they put it into Mm -hmm. the packaging and then over time uh it will it'll come up to the co2 content that they want uh as the byproduct of fermentation you know you get uh, alcohol and carbon dioxide Mm -hmm. co2 from the fermentation process and when you bottle condition you are basically carbonating within the bottle using that process versus forced carbonating. So a lot of home brewers, that's what they do. Before they put them in a bottle or a keg, they're adding a little bit more uh, yeast, a little bit more sugar, so that that yeast has something to um, uh, eat and sustain it, and, you know, it'll... You always know when you have a home brewer when they're figuring out the proportions because you open uh, that bottle of beer. <laughs> open a bottle of beer and it just starts. <laughs> just it's a little over-carbonated. You might want to open it over a sink. They hand you. They hand you a few of their beers. Try they're trying to
0: like just. Just listen. Just open it outside or over a sink. And I'm like, oh boy. So, um, like my mead with the swing top bottle. Yeah, I, think I scared more than one person already with those. You just things. get those. You're, you just you're like Did
1: somebody just shoot through the window, and you're like, "Listen, listen, we're we're still drive okay by here.
0: everybody down, everybody down." That's so yeah, we neat.
1: we we tried the you know kind of like the whole gambit. Um, you know, still our last beer we'll talk about during the last season, uh, series of this. Sorry, last episode of this series. That's a twelve percenter. Yeah, talking. can you can you tell that I'm ready to. Um, shout for these stouts um wow we we started with your your basic entry and talked about porters but then we had you know your irish your dry irish stout we we walked the line and as a you know and didn't go over the line but then we we did the Myers. <laughs> like creek over the line <laughs>
0: there it is yeah that's right so
1: we uh we we went over the line with our export stout and now we are fully crossing the line by trying this Russian Imperial Stout from Combs of Brouwer Fortuna, um, again, this is one of those that gets better as it sits, gets better as it ages, because mm-hmm. there is just so much going on in this beer. It's
0: it's very flavorful. It's it's really nice.
1: Mm-hmm. And when you whenever you're drinking an Imperial Stout that is not added, uh, you know, is not a pastry stout, doesn't have a ton of additional. Added caramel, graham cracker, s'more style, you name it, butterfinger style. The notes that you're going to look for are your dark fruits. Your alcohol kind of brings like almost like a sherry note, kind of like a like you know some of the Spanish wines. Okay. You, you get kind of like a, yeah. a vineous flavor because that higher alcohol really starts taking some of those fruit notes and turning it into, like, port or sherry kind of flavors. So you get this little, like, kind of blend of, you know, the red wine world with the acidity, and then you have the roastiness kind of bringing you back. But this guy, I've had other, this is, you know, this being a Russian Imperial from a Polish brewery, some of the American Imperial Stouts, like if you start talking about, like, Sierra Nevada, um, you know, some of these, like, OG craft breweries of America, they've got much more hop bitterness to them. This one, I don't get a ton of hop bitterness. I'm I'm getting some roasty no. bitterness, um, but it, it definitely has that uh, sweetness throughout the palate. When you try some of the American Imperial Stouts, some of them are just like, wow, like, very roasty, very mm-hmm. bitter. This one is definitely balanced, definitely... Uh, nuanced just just providing that I'll, I'll say it you know probably we can count go back and check the tape but <laughs> um slow sipper sitting by the fire type this is of a beer. slow sipper yeah
0: um yeah it, you know right up front again like i said before it's you know for me dark fruits and uh almost i, I could almost say a caramel note to it as well yeah it's just just got a, a you know an essence of this decadence to it, you
1: know, and I think that's kind of where, like, that name Imperial style comes from. It's, you know, you're drinking a crafted beer. This is something that people took time with because this could have gone south really quickly. You know, too much alcohol. It could have been just a booze bomb. You feel like you're drinking rubbing alcohol. It's going to be very harsh. Right. This thing is balanced no. at
0: 12%. Incredibly flavored. I, I'll, I've already said it enough, but... Yeah, yeah.
1: it's, and, you know... This is one of those ones that's interesting when you go to the store, especially these ones. I'll kind of, you know, end on this note. This is one to try and seller, especially um, at the price point. You know, I think most of these are 5 bucks a bottle. I think here at Magic Bear, I got, yeah, this is 5 bucks when you take this to go. Um, you know, for a 12%, 500-milliliter bottle of something, buy three of them, okay? Enjoy one now. Enjoy one in a year. And enjoy one in three years.
0: Right. Bottle conditioned and... They're, they're meant to good.
1: age, and if you are aging a beer, just keep it out of sunlight. Try to keep it at the lowest level of your house. That doesn't change temperature as much. You want to try and keep it at cellar temperature, which is like 50, 55 degrees. And once it's at that temperature, don't really change it. Don't put it in the fridge. Take it out of the fridge. Just let it sit. And then enjoy
0: it, and, and you be the judge and see how it develops. Um, I'm going to read this actually right from uh, Fortuna. Do it. Uh, fr- from their website. So it, they say that they're one of only a dozen or so breweries in Europe that use open fermentation vats for after the adding the yeast, the, the beer ferments in them as nature intended without being subjected to any pressures or temperature changes. And thanks to this, the yeast is happier with us. It does not get stressed. Uh, It has ideal conditions for development, and as a result, it gives a unique, fresh taste and a rich aroma.
1: Nobody wants to be stressed. Don't stress my yeast. Don't stress. This is one of those beers where you just don't want to be stressed. feel a T-shirt coming on. Yeah,
0: right? Don't stress my yeast.
1: Just let everything, you know, one of the big words that came out of there was ideal. Um, You know, this is is for ideal times when you just want to rest, relax, let the stress just kind of melt away, and, um, you know feel a little fancy when you're sipping this by the uh the fire yeah
0: uh yeah it it, it would definitely stress the pants off of me it, 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 to to uh sit around in the comfy gym shorts and uh <laughs> after a long day's work so um yeah i i like this a lot uh i might actually take this one home because uh it's rare that i find an imperial that's again it's that is as flavorful as this and that's just not the 12% talking it's It's because it is. And then you've got the right price point on it too, it seems. This is one of the secrets. If you see me with the combs, um, so at Magic Bear we do... Uh, everything's priced
1: for on-site. It's two dollars off when you take bottles to go. Okay. however, large format, it's five bucks off to go. Gotcha. This is one of the very few secrets in here when people ask me like what what, what should I be doing? These combs I price so like this is ten bucks. And if you drank uh, sixteen point nine ounces of twelve percent beer at ten bucks while sitting in a bar, it's well worth the ten dollars. However, I categorize this as a large format, so this is 5 bucks off when you take it to go. Right. So this is a $5 bottle of beer at 12%, so that's why I say if you buy three of them and you uh, try them at three different intervals of aging, it's (laughs) one of those, um, can't really go wrong. It's a really well-made beer and something
0: that... uh,
1: Ought to be shared with friends.
0: I was just going to say, it's <laughs> definitely a share size, as you and I had split the split the pour for this episode. So it's a, again, it's a it's a, one of those bottles that's big enough that it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's as big as it is once you pour it out because it doesn't fully fill. Well, actually, it did fill fully. Well, fill these, the glasses. these were we so drink out of the ten ounce glasses yeah. when we share here,
1: and you know you're getting eight eight and a half ounces from mm-hmm. this and. It, it looks like it's filling it to the top. Yep. So it's a, it's a perfect beer to share.
0: And, you know, I, I look forward to sharing more with you, Jason. Yeah. We got one more episode left in this series. Uh, it's going to be uh, quite the main event. I'm very excited about this one. <laughs> uh, I've got a, a little research that I put together on this my, myself, so it'll be good to compare some notes. Uh, but uh, that's going to be for another time because we are barely getting started. Barely here. getting started. Cheers, everybody. Cheers.